Thanks for tuning in once again to another episode of Inner City Spirit, a podcast hosted by yours truly, the Reverend Hannah Elizabeth Atkins Romero, Rector of Trinity Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas. We continue to reflect and delve into the stations of the resurrection, the stations of the light, the Via Luces, which is an ancient prayer tool that uh, calls us into an encounter, a spiritual encounter with the resurrected Jesus of the scriptures and in our daily lives. Our guest today is my very good friend, the Reverend Glynis Robinson Como. She not only participated in this podcast, but she was just recently published in an anthology of sermons called Preaching Black Lives Matter. This anthology was edited by Gail Fisher Stewart and has many wonderful people and wonderful perspectives in its pages. Glynis is the rector of All Saints in Stafford, Texas, and did not grow up Episcopalian, but became Episcopalian when, actually when she moved there. There's a sweet story about um, her and her husband visiting All Saints when they first moved to the neighborhood and it was even though she nor he were Episcopalian at the time it was the first Episcopal church that she had ever been in and she told me that right before the interview now she is the rector of that church God has um a wonderful sometimes a sense of humor sometimes it doesn't feel so wonderful anyway the ninth station uh, is the risen Lord eats with the disciples on the shore of Tiberias the risen Lord eats with the disciples on the shore of Tiberias the text is taken from John 21 verses 10 to 12 Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you just caught. So Simon Peter went over and dragged the net ashore full of 153 large fish. Even though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come have breakfast. And none of his disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they realized it was the Lord. The Reverend Glynis Robinson Como 
is my interviewee today, and it's I really thank you and appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. My pleasure. <laughs> so my first question is always, how have you experienced the pandemic of COVID and also the pandemic of racist violence that we're dealing with today? One or the other, or both, yeah. or whatever you want to say. Gosh, they're both loaded questions. Um, I guess, I don't know, as living in brown skin, I, I'm not shocked by many things. Um, natural occurrences affect me a little differently. Um, the race issue, I'm tired. I'm just tired. I'm just so tired of it because we're talking about skin color. You're not talking about if I'm a bad person and I'm committing crimes and I'm doing things for them, pray for me and help me to find God. And so, but to try to label an entire ethnic group through one lens is almost impossible. Um, my sisters and brothers of color and I are so very different and uniquely made like it, all of us. And so it's, it's always, I just feel I get a heaviness because I'm, I'm really, I told a friend the other day and she had to do a prayer with me. I said, I'm tired of talking about skin color because that's all we're talking about really. We can call it racism, discrimination, but it's based on something that is, it, it's skin color. It, it does not mean what's, what you hold in your heart and how you choose to live your life in this world with everyone, not just um, living on an island by yourself. It's not about um, skin color because it's so much more. It's about the gifts and talents God blesses all of humanity with. And when we bring them all together, I don't care what the color of our skin is, I'm not um, concerned so much but I am respectful of cultural backgrounds, but it's about the content of your heart, what you hold dear in your heart and how you use that to decide how you're gonna walk this path through life. This is your journey and you get to choose and God allows us to choose that. And so I, I just think we have so many things that we need to take care of that this, con whatever's going on, pandemic comes up, Guess what? God says, you haven't been helping one another to, um, the, you haven't fed the hungry, you haven't housed the homeless. Here we, so I'm going to remind you one more time. This is what I called you to be and do in the world. And so sometimes I just think it's God nudging us again. Okay, that's all. Oh, that's beautiful. That, I created that. I know what it is, but... I need you to focus on the mission. What is the mission? What are you grounded in your faith to do and be in the world? And we just get, the pandemic has our attention. It's horrible, absolutely horrible. Um, and I'm not saying God uses bad things to get our attention, but I remember he sent a couple of floods. He had to send those a few times. <laughs> whole lot of water to make us understand some things. So sometimes I don't really feel like I should say, I don't feel that God is punishing us. I think God is trying to get our attention. You've diverted. You're off the path again. I need you to focus on what is most important. I meant that thing. 
love one another as I have loved you. I meant that. Mm. That wasn't just something cute I came up with. You know? <laughs> I really meant that. So live in it and be it. <laughs> so um, the pandemic just makes you take a pause again. And I think what I see is, is with if it's a flood, whatever we experience, um, that throws our li- lives, our livelihood off a little bit. We be- I believe as a people of faith, we begin to say, all of that wasn't really important, you know? <laughs> all the hoopla, all the things, you know, the, the new car, the home, the, uh, all of that. Those are nice, and, and God doesn't, I don't think God says don't have those things, but what have I called you to be? It's not about, you're not defined by your economic status, your position, your power. That's not it. All I ask of you is to love one another, care for one another. So. I just think it's a reminder. It, it's a hard reminder. I mean, it's a hard process because I. when can you remember where every single thing has been put on hold? Mm-mm. When I think about the pandemic, I think about the depression and the stories that my grandmother told me. And I couldn't, when she was telling me, I couldn't imagine a world that way because I was not born into a world that under those type of social conditions. And so um, when I think about some of the things she had to do and um, when I think about even racism and what she had to do and be to get through that um, uh, as a, a very strong woman, we will be the testers for, of this generation, you know, for others hopefully to be able to not have this happen, but if it happens, to have something to pull from. And that's what's scary to me. Um, I don't mind doing the research. I don't mind, you know, I don't mind that, but it's like no one has an I can sit here and ask you, well, what are you going to do about ABC? We we're doing, I think, so this comes this comes back to the church. We're doing what we can step by step. Because mm-hmm. most of what we were comfortable doing or used to do, that's not available to us right now. Mm-hmm. If this goes down the internet, we're in big, deep trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Something happens with that. Because that's been... you've gone all online. Yes, all the way. For I mean, services. Yeah, and... yeah. We're getting ready to... Um, we have Compline online. Uh, we're getting ready to finally do uh, Bible study online. Because mm-hmm. I, I just I wanted to go slow um, and still trying to see where people were, what they were comfortable with. Um, we've been trying to work with members who are not familiar with the computer because we have um, a lot of older members. They are really, <laughs> they're doing really great. Um, <laughs> they were really excited about Facebook and, and trying emailing themselves and not someone else, not one of their kids doing it for them. And so it, it's, it's also been, a, I think, an opportunity for us to step back, reflect what is working and what do we what is not going to serve us well as we move forward what do we need to let go of what do we need to clean up it's I think it's just that time you know when you're um, graduating from high school and getting ready to go to college it's that big gap in between that's full of a lot of unknowns Mm -hmm. but you get to choose how you want to spend this next segment of your life as a college student you really and you get to do that independently not with your parents you know right Mm -hmm. over you and so I think we're in that in-between stage where God is saying pause (laughs) but guess what 
you get to choose and make wiser decisions and you get to choose to think deeply. You get to choose how you're going to be in community with one another. If you're going to be indoors or outdoors. I'm loving all the stuff that's coming out of this. Maybe when it's cooler, mm -hmm. we can, we'll have a big revival out. You know, we have plenty of space. We'll have a big revival and, you know, recommit to um, our faith, recommit to our diocese, recommit to God on the things that, you know, we sort of put on the side lines and bring them forward for an anointing and um, begin to see how we can do what we still, to me, I feel we are in a good place. My favorite place to sit in the morning as I watch the buses drop the kids off. I can see them when they go out and practice uh, for soccer. And um, it's like blank. <laughs> like it, like it's, it's not even, I see the colors of the poles and everything, but it's like something is truly missing. Um, the kids from the schools usually come over and sit in the back. I remember you talking about and their parents, so I, so I just started a little ministry with the parents, and they were like, I started taking cookies to them or whatever, and the parents said, if they're bothering you, I said, no, no, no. Hey, Miss Reverend. Um, <laughs> I love that, Miss Reverend. Miss Reverend, we, we picked up all, there was some other trash. We didn't put it here. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I mean, you know, you, I just thought that was an opportunity for, um, you know, ministry. It was sitting, I mean, I could hear them from the classroom. Mm -hmm. I could hear them. And one day I was like, oh, what are they doing over here? That's good. But you, they, you now you miss were, them. I do miss them. You I miss, miss the them. laughter. I miss hearing the kids. I miss these. We're full of just, this is a really vibrant area. The other part of the parking lot, that's a Montessori school. I miss talking to the teachers because they, they ask to use some of our parking spaces mm -hmm. so they can free up space for the parents to do a drive through and pick up their kids. There's yeah. been some great things and then there's been sadness. It's mm -hmm. just life, the ups and downs of it. But I've just been so excited about the many ways I've been open to ministry. <laughs> you know, um, taking it in a new way. So you were pretty new mm -hmm. before this happened and then here and, and now you've been able to just lead through the strangest uh, time ever. I feel like you have answered the second question was about where you see the, where you've encountered the Resurrected One or the Light of Christ. But you can also answer it with a third question, which is the ninth station is where the disciples have been fishing all night long and they've caught nothing. And then Resurrected Christ shows up on the shore and their net gets full mm -hmm. and they drag it in and he invites them for breakfast, which is just this wonderful scene. <laughs> so um, talk a little bit about how that um, scripture from John 21 um, is, is relevant today mm -hmm. or fits into our context. I, yeah, I think it's perfect because it, it's what's, well, we haven't seen the fish yet. <laughs> But God is inviting us. What he's saying is, I'm going to teach you. What does he say? How to be fisher of men. And I say, women, I'm going to teach you how to be this. And I think that's what God is saying. I'm going to teach you how to be different, mm -hmm. how to live different, how to respond different. I'm going to teach you how to be love. 
And I think that's, I just feel in my spirit, I don't know, I can't say I know everything that Jesus is going to do. I know what I feel, and I feel that there is a shifting occurring where the old, you remember a long time ago they said the old will become new? Yeah, and then the new is going to get adjusted a bit more. <laughs> And so I think God just, it's just like how I see when they turn the tables over in the temple and everything, probably I can see coins flying and everything. I think that's what God has said. Stop, pump the brakes. Here we go. <laughs> I did this once. I know how to turn over a few tables yeah. to get your attention if that's what you need. And I think God is just saying, I just want so much more for you. Mm -hmm. This is wonderful. I didn't ask you to do all of this, but this is beautiful. You're gifted. You're talented but you've lost focus. The focus is not on me. And I just look forward to when we can embrace it when we are brought back to the foot of the cross with all of our stuff and say, Lord, I surrender. What is it that you would have me to be? Who is it that you, what is it you'd have me to do? Who is it you would have me to be in the world today to represent you and to be a part, an integral part of the body of Christ? Yeah. and to, to not have to ask. <laughs> now this also is a unique community because they are used to really um, they've you know, been, they're used to doing things on their own. Yeah. And so um, it's not unusual for them and I don't think they think anything of it. They're, they see a void and they try to see how they can fill it or they come and talk to me and this is what we're thinking. What do you mm -hmm. think? Um, and I, and I think for me being new here, it has helped me. Um, the sad thing is we can't be together as much. Yeah, yeah. And so, but the other part of it is that right now I'm already able to see where the ministries are and how they, how they can thrive. And when we open up, I'm just so excited for what will happen <laughs> if this can happen during a pandemic. Right. Um, but, but it's an opportunity for all of us, whether it's a church or schools, I don't care, you know, what your line of work is. It's a, t I think it's a, t a time for us to stop and see if what we've been planting is it um, nourishing in the soul I think that was it wasn't that the passage last <laughs> gospel last week the soil, um, the soil talking about the soil. seed and the yeah. soil yeah. and so that I spent a lot of time with that not for the sermon but more so for me because I realized that we can plant throw seed and scatter it but what where where is that seed landing is mm -hmm. the soil fertile is it healthy enough mm -hmm. to help the seed to grow mm -hmm. and so we have to think more about the soil not just what we're planting but what we're planting planting it into what you know is that going to nourish the seed is that going to nourish mm -hmm. us and if not we probably ought to sit down and maybe think about it a little bit. So I just think it's a time for all of all people of faith and even people who are not of faith to come into a realization that um, we have much work to do together. Define it as you want. If you're not a person of faith, define it in any way that you want, that it makes sense to you. But as a people of faith or as a people who want to work toward the common good, what is our offering going to be for such a time as this? Because this is a time. <laughs> it is, and I, I'm, I'm struck by the the soil and planting in a good soil, and the you know trying to fish without Jesus, right? That, that you come up empty. Yeah. It's sort of it's, it's kind of the same connection. Mm -hmm. Oh, and yeah. Once, you know, <laughs> and, and once you you 
try to fish your people with Jesus, um, with the support and love and mm-hmm. mercy and grace of the resurrected Christ, then there is some uh, some uh, f- fulfillment and nourishment. Mm-hmm. And we are, like you said at the beginning, we are still kind of waiting for the for the, the tons of fish. <laughs> but right we have it. enough for breakfast. Yes. Right? I'm, 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 I'm still being fed. I'm still but <laughs> Jesus, if I need two buckets, let me know. But I'm waiting. I, I, and this is my sort of like my meditation spot at this window. I just... Um, always stood up and said, when I sit down, I said, what would you have me to do today, Lord? Mm-hmm. Tell me where, where you would have me to be. Is it the hospital, nursing home? Or do I just need to sit for a bit? Mm-hmm. So here lately, I've been hearing, sit, <laughs> be still. Mm-hmm. Be still is more of it, be still. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can't go into a nursing home, we can't. And that's the other thing, you know, about ministry, how it has affected ministry. Mm-hmm. It's we can't be with people. I, um, I, I, I did this, and I knew what I was doing, but to hear someone describe, I had a member describe um, what I was going through, and she said, uh, Reverend Glennis is having to rethink everything about ministry, and then she said, I can't remember exactly, I mean, for God's sake, she had to figure out how to give last rites to someone, and I just started crying. I mean, I get teary thinking about it now, because I wasn't thinking that way. I was just like... You know, I have to figure this out. I have to yeah. figure out how am I going to. You were um, in it. Yeah. You were thinking yeah, about it. Yeah. And so, and so the response just came. I just I told my assistant, I said, I got to go, you know, um, because they, they think that this person's going to pass pretty quickly. So, you know, I, you know how you feel like, well, we have the Book of Common Prayer. The first thing I did, I just grabbed my Book of Common Prayer and left. <laughs> Some, and I did not even use that. I, it was the situation was so different than anything I had experienced in my ministry that um, I really, I'm going to be honest, I didn't pause to worry about what was I going to do. I just wanted to be present. I knew if I could just be present for this person that was getting ready to transition, that would be more than enough. Whatever my offering was would be more than enough. And um, the ministry of presence. Mm-hmm. It's so important. Especially now. Yeah. Especially now because there's so... When we're so restricted from being present. Yeah. To find yeah. new ways. That has sort of... Yeah. And, and so what happens is, just what I said, I wasn't planning, thinking about it this way, is that something within me said, just go. <laughs> that will... If, if Just go is more than enough. And when I did respond to that... Then everything else came through me, and that was nothing but the Holy Spirit, because I had no idea. Just the way this person was positioned, everything about it was almost impossible. I couldn't touch. I couldn't, you know. So I have to think about all of the things we can't do now. And so um, I, there was a window, and I used the window, and it, you know, it was it was just life changing. <laughs> it was just. I walked away, and I said. Fishing for people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being Lord. present with people. Yeah. Being yeah. present with people. And that's what Jesus is saying, you know, hey, all of that stuff. <laughs> I know you're a good fisherman. I know what you can and can't do. Come here. Let's talk. Let's right. sit a while <laughs> and listen. Right. Sit a while and observe. 
sit a while and, and meditate on who you are to be, who I called you to be, and how you will use your life to support others and to care for others. How will you share your faith so that others will see me in you? Amen. Thank you so much. Oh, sorry, much. Huh? <laughs> would like to thank our interviewee, the Reverend Glynis Robinson-Coma, for sharing her thoughts and reflections and being such a gift to the church. Also to April Sloan Hubert for her song, Order My Steps, which she sang at Glynis's ordination to the priesthood would like to thank Colin Boothby for his editing and production. If you'd like to order a copy of Preaching Black Lives Matter, uh, you can go to churchpublishing.org backslash Preaching Black Lives Matter and order the book. If you'd like to find out more about Trinity Episcopal Church Houston, and our offerings and uh, what we're up to, please look on our Facebook page and or go to our website, trinitymidtown.org. Please order my steps in your word. I 